During the time of Joan of Arc, France had the infamous Gilles de Rais, who killed hundreds. There have been serial killers throughout European history. Sounding like a leading lady on Masterpiece Theater. Marcia racked her brain for something intelligent to say. Yes, but here we've had Ted Bundy, the Hillside Strangler, the Night Stalker, the Son of Stan. Son of Sam. Dr. Maxon helped out. No doubt America has had its share. My goal is to understand the reasons for these motiveless murders. We know that serial killers frequently cannot separate sex from aggression. We don't know whether this psychological deficit is caused by genetic, chemical, or hormonal reasons. Marcia caught a cue from the floor manager. We'll be back with Dr. Pamela Maxson, author of The Murderer Within, right after this. The bedroom's jalousy windows were cranked open, and Marcia could hear nighttime traffic on Ocean Drive, the trendy club and bar-hopping crowd. She was happy to be out of that world, the feigned happiness of the South Beach floating party team, Junior Varsity. What with chlamydia, herpes, and gonorrhea creeping around, not to mention AIDS. Hadn't the station just done a segment on the misery of venereal warts? She had started feeling itchy right on the set. Having one man, even a part-time married man, was better than the frenzied search for Mr. Wright. Not that the relationship was perfect. Even though Nick Fox was separated from his wife, he still kept Marcia under wraps. As the state attorney, I must consider appearances. Truth be told, Nick was a little pompous, and he was always rushed, seldom staying over, which is why she didn't feel guilty about an occasional fling, like tonight, with a carefully chosen lover in a more leisurely mode. Marcia stretched a hand across the sheets and touched a warm thigh. She heard the regular measured breaths of peaceful sleep, and smiled again. It had been wonderful, better than she had dared hope for a first encounter, a warmth that had grown slowly, gently caressing her, building into a flame that had nearly consumed her. There was a stirring next to her, and she watched her lover turn to one side. Great body, too. Silently, Marcia climbed out of bed. She had tossed her silk-blue dress, specially chosen by the station's fashion consultant, across a chair. Her matching spike-heeled shoes, her thong and discarded uplift bra, formed a trail from living room to bedroom. Naked, Marcia entered the bathroom and closed the door. She removed the tinted contact lenses and scrubbed three layers of makeup from her face. There hadn't been time before. It had happened so fast. She slipped into a black silk camisole, headed for her living room, sat down at a desk in the corner and turned on her computer. She punched up the file labeled INVST-1 and started typing. When your platoon entered the village of Dak Sut, what orders did you give? No, she said to herself. Too direct. This wasn't like interviewing celebrities. For the next half hour, she kept typing and retyping questions. Was there evidence of NVA or VC in the village? He's going to say yes. Then what? How do you follow up? This is harder than it looks. The last time you saw Lieutenant Ferguson alive, was he 
Forget it. Too tired. She could try again tomorrow. She exited the word processing program, then went to a website she'd been visiting lately. The computer tinkled a romantic ballad, and the medical symbols for the male and female appeared on the screen, the male's arrow piercing the female's circle. The symbols changed shape, spelling out Compumate. Do you wish to enter the mating room, TV gal? Yes. She typed her password, and after a moment the computer purred and a new message scrolled across the screen, revealing the other members in the mating room. Mostly regulars. When they saw her name, TV gal, she began receiving a flurry of texts. Oral Roberts told her he'd save her ass and to hell with her soul. Bushwhacker tried to type dirty but couldn't spell any word over four letters. Biggest Dickus, a nearly normal guy.